Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And now, it's time for Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And always live on the free Odyssey app. What is it like... Making the 53-man roster. What's the day after making the 53-man roster like? We have the luxury of asking someone that's done it nine times. Nine-year NFL veteran Clay Harbor hanging out with us today on 670 to score. Clay, what up? What's up, Gabe? Good good being here with you on this beautiful Chicago evening. It is, man. It's been uh, we, we could get into weather some other time, but it's been a <laughs> topsy-turvy couple of weeks here in Chicago. Uh, but not just with weather, with sports as well. Uh, whether you are referencing the White Sox, the Bears, mm-hmm. even the Cubs for that matter. Yeah. Lots to talk about uh, here in the city. And and we're going to spend the next couple of minutes talking about some Bears football. Uh, but I do want to remind you in the 7 o'clock hour, going to go heavy White Sox. You know I'm a White Sox fan, Clay. So you know we're going to talk a That's little bit about that. Yeah. I know. Trust me. Scott Merkin is going to be hanging out with us at 720. And speaking of the White Sox, tomorrow morning, 825, set your alarms. Chris Getz, the new GM of the Chicago White Sox, is going to be hanging out right here on 670 The Score. David Hall, Mark Grody, filling in for Mully. Uh, they are going to be talking to Chris and get an opportunity to you know pick his brain a little bit. What does a 40-year-old think about his new position for the Chicago White Sox? And uh, what did Jerry Reinsdorf say? Again, all that happening at 7 o'clock. We'll get a chance to do that. But right now, Clay... Uh, Bears football ha- is happening next week Sunday. Yeah, dude, that's exciting. Yeah, but what is it like the day after? Because but back in your day, it was like cuts every week, right? And now it's cuts all at once, like a chopping block. Yeah, you would uh, you would build up to it back in the. I, f- I sound like a grandpa telling war stories. Back in my day, we you're had cuts. Old, you're old for an NFL player. That's yeah. why. No, so back yeah, back when I was playing, man, you would have you had four preseason games. You'd go from ninety to eighty, from eighty to seventy, then you'd go from seventy to fifty three. And I mean, I've been in a couple of roster battles. I've been in a couple teams to where I knew I was going to make the fifty three. And if when you're in one of those roster battles and you walk in that door, I remember when I was a New England Patriots, twenty sixteen, the years the year they won the Super Bowl when they were down twenty three. It wasn't on that team, but at that time in the preseason, I remember. I go, there's no way I'm making this team. Final cuts. I'm over here watching final cut day, watching just like just like all the fans do. We don't we don't know before you guys right, do. Right. You don't have any like special information. You, we're that refreshing you get. the Twitter feed just like everybody else. <laughs> and I remember sitting there going, okay, they, they, the, the Patriots, we just went from 70 to 65. I go, I didn't get cut yet. 
We went from 65. This guy told my family and everything, there's no way I'm making this team. We went from 60 to 57. I go, I didn't think they were going to cut him. I think they were going to cut him. I might make this team. I go, no, there's no way. They're going to keep five, <laughs> four tight ends and a fullback? 50, 54. I go, one more cut. No way. I'm like, Is my phone on do not disturb right now? Right, right. I ain't got the call yet. 53. I go, I can't believe it. I made the team. They had Martellus Bennett. Rob Gronkowski, they just drafted a guy that year, kept me, James Devlin, a fullback, and we had uh, we had some big wide receivers walk in the next day, like passing my code, you know, looking around, making sure nobody's going to stop me before I get in the door. I, I hey, what are you doing team. here, Clay? Yeah, and I only, I only fast forward, I only lasted five weeks with the Patriots, and I got released, and they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. That was when they were down 23 to the Falcons. No ring But I got you. signed the next day by the Lions, played the rest of the year with the Lions, but and they never gave me a ring. I, I played remember. in five games, never gave me a ring. But what I did—that's that, shady, first of all. Yeah, you, paid, you played five games. You you deserve a ring. You contributed to the you success. You contributed. Of the team. But the one thing is, if you're a vested veteran, this rule still applies. This is why sometimes you'll see veterans get cut before final cuts. If you're a vested veteran, then they'll bring them back maybe week one, week two. If you make the opening day roster, you are guaranteed your salary for that year. So that year, I got my full salary with the Patriots. They cut me. I got my full salary with the Lions when I signed them. And because I played in five games, I got the full playoff checks from the Patriots. I remember sitting in a, in a bar in Chicago. I was actually at Bottle Blonde, if you remember that place. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Sloppy Sundays. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm watching the Patriots game, and I'm cheering for them. And all my friends are like, dude, they cut you. Why are you cheering? I go, trust me. I have a reason. Because if you win, you get, you get, paid, check. You get right. paid more than if you lose the Super Bowl. So I'm having a beer with my buddies, watching the Super Bowl, made some money, and I'm like, wow, we played a heck of a game. I got paid like I was playing. But, you know, overall, I would have liked to be on that roster. But to answer your question. No, no, this is great stuff. To answer your question, it was great, man. It was always cool to to make that 53 and to know that you were one of those guys that made it. There was 90 guys you fought through training camp. Right now, they're not really having training camps, though, but it was always a sense of accomplishment making that roster. Talk to me about – because – and we'll get into Tyson Bajan later, Clay. Yeah. But I feel like even, you know, at, regardless of the level, if it's high school, college, pros, you know, there are those people that it's understood they are making the team. But you hear the yeah. you hear coaches on every level say, no one got a spot on this roster. Everybody <laughs> got to earn it. Yeah. You better get out there and somebody's going to be coming up behind you. I got no problem benching you. All those kinds of things. But you see a guy like Tyson Bajan, again, who we'll talk about you know, yeah. in the future or in, later in the hour. But what is what, – like what are those things, right? Yeah. What are those things that you can do? Because like I mentioned, majority of the roster is already set. It's set. There's only a, a few pieces. In the, the players few, know. Right. And so, so, so what, is, what, what, what are you doing in that space to really like latch on to those last four or five spots? So going in, I mean, the coaches will say it over and over again. Nothing is set. These guys aren't set. You know what some people said. Like, let's take the Bears wide receiver core. Right. You know Darnell Mooney. We know it's Mooney. You know DJ Moore. You know Come Chase on. Claypool. And you're pretty confident that uh, that they're not going to cut their – Tyler their, Scott. Tyler Scott, their fourth-round pick. Okay, so the rest of the guys are competing for one to two spots maybe. So, I mean, you there's know – like eight of them. Exactly. Those eight guys know they're competing for those for those yeah. two spots, one, two spots. That's what you know. The, the competition is between those guys. So it's it's pretty crazy, but sometimes those become your best friends that you're competing against. But you know there's only a few spots available. And for you to 
to come in and beat out a guy like PJ Walker, we're going to talk about Tyson Bajant, but just using that, you know, is it, pretty incredible because if you talk about before training camp started, is PJ Walker going to be on this roster? I think 100%. I would have 90%. Yeah, PJ Walker is going to be Justin Fields' backup when they signed him. I thought it was a good signing. I thought it was a great move. I mean, this guy can move. He, he looked good in those games in Carolina when he got to play. You know, solid. He, he knows DJ Moore. He knows Dante Foreman. I think this makes sense. This guy, you know, has built some, you know, some form of a relationship with some of the guys on the team. He's had some success. He's a young guy. And he came in and, Gabe, I was at a lot of training camp practices, and he did not look good. Mm. And he didn't look good day in and day out. And I love the fact that they did open up that roster spot to a young guy that earned it. You know, it's it's interesting to see, you know, what they did bringing back Nathan Peterman. I don't know who's the one or the two or the two or the three there, but I do love the fact that they had that position open for the competition to win. But there were some other positions that I think guys may not have earned their spot this year. Some of the guys weren't even practicing half the year. You're talking about on the offensive line or the defensive line? I mean, you talk about offensive line, you talk about receiver, Valus Jones. I mean, he's supposed we to be a punt returner. That, he's got he's got some dirt on somebody. You know, he got he knows somebody Eberflus. No, you just you don't want to deal with the press of having to, you know, get rid of the third round. You know, we know what it is. We know I, why he's on the team. I understand, but you're keeping seven wide receivers on a team that struggled last year on defense mightily. You can keep an extra line de- defensive tackle. Yeah, but, but those you guys are gonna be four? There. those guys are gonna if you're thinking from a GM standpoint, a defensive lineman that you can pick up off the street to, to Age you in the event of an injury is going to be available. An offensive lineman, same thing. The quality might not be there, but they they themselves will be. Yeah. There. And Avalis Jones Jr. If you cut him, you have to answer in the present. You know what? Why did you screw up in that pick or whatever? So you might as well just keep him there because the DN and the O lineman are still going to be there if you have Valus Jones in the event that something happens. But I mean, listen, we all understand that Valus Jones. I mean, when he when he when he fumbled that punt. I mean, in the preseason, you just literally looked at yourself and was like, "Absolutely not! This isn't this isn't real life." It's not just the fumbled punt; it's the it's the punts he's letting drop. I mean, he has completely lost confidence in punt yeah. return. He cannot be put back there. And you remember last year, there was two specific games: drop, bobbled punts, fumbles, yeah. and then you had the the drop deep ball that Velas Jones. It's bad. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. But you know what? He gets a spot. It's not going to last forever. And you bring in Trent Taylor to take over the punt return job, and you probably want Tyler Scott returning kickoffs. So what is Velas Jones doing? I mean, right. that's one of the guys you're thinking, okay. Then you look at, you know, I think obviously I like Dylan Cole, but Dylan Cole didn't – did he take a snap all all year, the, the linebacker? I don't think so. And I, I think when you're you know, looking at a lot of those guys, I mean, they are coming in and taking spots, right? Yeah. Like, like, like t- Taylor's coming in and taking his spot. He even <laughs> yeah. said it in the clip. They played it earlier about 20 minutes ago on Parkinson Spiegel where he's like, it's weird that I don't have a spot on offense or defense, but I or I don't know any of the guys, the plays or anything, but I'm, I have a spot on the roster as a punt returner. Well, I mean, but that belonged to Dante Pettis last year, right? And then what happened? He's, you know, obviously got hurt. Yeah. All that good stuff. So if Pettis gets hurt, that's Pettis. But the 53 is is there. It seems as though it's changing every day as as parts are moving. And, uh, again, uh, the Bears announcing uh, what that roster looks like. They announced their captains, uh, Eddie Jackson, Justin Fields, DJ Moore, and Tremaine Edmonds. Those are going to be the four uh, captains for the Bears. And unlike last year, where they remember they were changing it every year? 
or yeah. every week they no, were changing I like, it every week? I like four solid captains. You hear the Colts have seven? Seven? Why don't you make the whole team a captain? Like, <laughs> no. what, are you, what are you doing over no, here? You need four captains, no more. And then you have, and typically you have a guy that will be a captain every week, a guy that has a good game. It's basically just a way to get everybody, you yeah. know, an opportunity to say, you know, they were a captain specifically for this game or that game. And, you know, you get a cool uh, a cool photo at the beginning of every game whenever you're a captain, yeah. guys keep. so Those guys, uh, they're, they're in it for the good, good stuff here. Uh, and the good stuff is going to continue – uh, up next, Trey Wingo is going to be joining the show. We get to talk to him about Justin Fields, if he is as optimistic as the majority of the Chicago fan base is about QB1. And then we'll get to chat with him about uh, the Bears' first opponent, the Packers. Who does he think will end up on top after week one? Trey Wingo joins the show next. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Clay Harbor. It's Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You play, place an emphasis on division games, you know, and obviously a rival, you know, like Green Bay, uh, is is historic, you know, and you talk to the guys about that. And uh, we always talk about division games. Those have a little bit more weight, a little bit more meaning to us. And we're excited about this opportunity to start the season like this. So um, guys are super excited about it. You know, we know it's a 325 game, so it's a little bit later. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's exciting. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670, The Score, and the free Odyssey app. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. That was Coach Eberflus talking about Bears and Packers. Next week, Sunday, goes down 3.25 p.m. Make sure you're listening to it. Uh, We're going to have a ton of coverage for you here on 670 The Score. Uh, It is Gabe Ramirez. It is Clay Harbor, nine-year NFL veteran, hanging out today in the Score Studios. uh, Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Excuse me. And right now, we do get to speak to someone uh, about week one and uh, various other things uh, right now. On the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, of course, uh, a man that needs very little introduction. Uh, if, uh, hanging out with us right now, it is Trey Wingo. Trey, um, 
I want to start off, uh, you know, I, I myself have a couple of family members that live out in, in Hawaii, and I've, you know, done my fair share of, of just spreading the word about uh, how people can help out with what's going on over there in Maui. And I know that's something that's near and dear to your heart. Can you talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that you're doing with the relief efforts? Uh, yeah, absolutely, Gabe. Clay, great to be with you. Thank you so much. And I do appreciate that. I was just on the phone with some friends of ours who live close to where we are and just talking about things that are going on. And, you know, it's it's real easy to sort of, you know, you see this horrible thing and then something else happens and something else happens and you, you sort of, it's sort of easy to sort of forget. And uh, it, it, Maui still really needs people's help. And uh, Lahaina is one of the greatest, oldest towns in the history of the Hawaiian Islands. When King Kamehameha ruled the kingdom, that was the capital and it was really just wiped off the map. And so many people that we know lost everything. And the, the, the death toll is going to be horrific. But there's a couple of great ways that you can contribute. Uh, MauiUnitedWay.org and HawaiiCommunityFoundation.org. These, however you choose to contribute to help, wonderful. We appreciate it. But those two organizations and those two websites make sure the funds go directly from where they receive them to the victims in their pockets immediately. And that's that's really the best way to do it. Uh, Maui will come back. Maui strong, Lahaina strong, sending a lot of mana to the island. But uh, anybody that can contribute anything to one of those two organizations would be really appreciated. MauiUnitedWay.org and HawaiiCommunityFoundation.org. Trey, and we understand sometimes that people are skeptical about donating because they're not necessarily certain where the money's going to go. So I'm glad that you put that caveat in there that, you know, whether it yeah. is Maui United Way or the, or the second uh, one that um, we're, we'll tweet that out as well from the score. If you can get that Tyler. Um, we good. appreciate that. Yeah, most certainly because we understand what it's like, but I, I love the fact that you said that because that makes people feel more comfortable about giving money because they know it's going to go directly. Like you mentioned to the pockets and the people uh, of Maui and um, the islands that are over there and have, that have been affected. Um, Trey, I, I do want to talk to you a, a little bit about our Chicago Bears. You know, if, if you were to take a stroll down Michigan Avenue, as I'm sure you have many a time, Trey, you know, you can't go five feet without somebody screaming at you about Justin Fields and, and what yeah. their expectations are. I've been trying to tell people to, cur- to curb their expectations <laughs> about Justin Fields. Um, what, what, yeah. what can you say about, about what you've, you've seen so far, uh, just the tension that he's been getting uh, leading into week one? Yeah, it's so amazing. Like, you know, the, the the odds for him as the MVP have really sort of taken off. And to that, I would say to what you just said, let's let's pump the brakes here a little bit. And it's not that he won't play well, but for Justin Fields to win the MVP this year, two things have to happen, right? He has to play substantially better. And there's probably three or four guys that have to play substantially worse. And those would be the usual suspects of the Josh Allens, the Aaron Rodgers, the Patrick Mahomes, and the Joe Burrows. Because let's be honest, whether we all want to believe it or not, or admit it or not, the MVP has become a quarterback award. Okay, Best quarterback on the best team gets the award. That's just the way it's gone. So you'd have to have some sort of ridiculous season where, you know, as a wide receiver, where Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill, you know, crush Megatron's records to even think about having them be named MVP. So when we talk about that with Justin, I think he's going to play really well. I think he's developing, and I think that the Bears have done a nice job in giving him more things to help him. But when it talks to the MVP situation, two things have to happen, and I'm not sure those two things are both going to happen at the same time. Well, here's my thing. Um, 
The reason people are so high on Justin Fields, look what he did after that pseudo-bye week, Gabe. You remember that, the pseudo-bye week. It was a Thursday night game, and you come back the next week playing Monday night football. Luke Getzey kind of changed the offense. You saw it against the New England Patriots. Fields comes out, now he's running the ball. You got some runs. From week 7 to 16, he was fourth in the NFL in total QBR. Number four, QBR, ESPN's... Metrics. He was a, above a ninety percent rating. He started playing much better. You know, he's throwing the ball to Darnell Mooney was hurt. Chase Claypool yeah. was hurt. He was throwing the ball to me and Gabe and Trey over <laughs> yeah. here. He was throwing it to us three. And I dropped so, a couple of those. Too. Yeah. So now you give him DJ Moore. You give him a healthy Darnell Mooney. You give him a healthy yeah. Chase Claypool. You bring in Bobby Tunyon. Cole Komet's improving. You got Mercedes Lewis helping this offensive line. You know, I have to throw in my tight ends right there. But with all that help. And a better defense, second year in the system. That's why there's so much. There, there's so many people are so excited about Fields. I don't think he's in the MVP, MVP talk, but Trey. Right, right. No, no. Here's here's the thing, Trey. Is that Clay and I have had this yeah. argument several times over, and it began with yeah. whether or not Justin Fields would throw for over three thousand yards. Okay. And, and, and Clay yeah. Harbor is adamant that he is going to do it, despite the fact that Vegas has it at like twenty eight hundred yards right now. And it's just it's hard for me to try to fathom a scenario where Justin Fields goes from 2,200 yards to over 3,000, seeing what we've seen from him so far. Well, here's what I would say. First of all, I have so much respect for Clay naming all the tight ends on the Bears because <laughs> it, it, you know, whether, whether it's Matt Nagy or whoever's coaching the Bears, they always want to have as many tight ends as humanly possible, right? Like it seems like the Bears want more tight ends than any other position in football. So on that, I respect. Here's two numbers I love for Justin Fields. I do love him over 3,000 yards passing, and I love, him under, I love him under 900 yards rushing because yeah. only Lamar Jackson in 2019 had more rushing yards in a single season for a quarterback than Justin Fields last year. That is not what the Bears want him to be. They want him to be – this is the way I use the running quarterback analogy. I like it as a nuclear option. You want people to worry about it and prepare for it, but you really don't want to pull the trigger unless you absolutely need mm-hmm. it. And, and I think that, you know, when you saw what happened to Jalen Hurts last year, what, I, it was against the Bears, if I'm not mistaken, that yeah. he got hurt uh, on a running play. You just want to avoid those things at all costs. I yeah. think that Justin will run, and he'll run effectively, but I think the volume with which they want him to run this year will be substantially less. And you brought up Jalen Hurts. I love what Jalen Hurts was able to do from year two to year three. If you look at the Correct. statistics from Fields this year to Hurts in his second year, Fields last year, excuse me, and the jump he made when they got A.J. Brown, obviously he had the best offensive line in the league. He had the best defensive line in the league. It's not the same situation, but I think Fields can make a jump like that. So, Trey, I want this. I want you to rank these for me because I already know what Gabe's going to say. Uh-oh. Give me okay. your list, your <clears throat> ranking of the top four, one to four quarterbacks in the NFC North. Oh, in the NFC North. NFC okay, that North. makes it easier. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, um, that does make it easier. <laughs> okay, now, now this is interesting, right? Because are we going on what they've done or what my projection is? For projection for 2023 season. Okay, yeah. then I would start with Jared Goff. Okay. Uh, I like Jared Goff, number one. I like Justin, number two. I like, I, I think I'd have to take Kirk three, and I know yeah. that sounds bad. I'm putting Jordan Love before. I think Jordan Love's going to surprise a lot of people. I do guys. too. I, I think he's going to play a lot better than, than people sort of give him credit for or thinking what he can do. But, you know, Kirk always has Justin to bail him out. I, you know, I have the number one pick in a fantasy draft 
uh, coming up next week. And I really think I'm taking Justin Jefferson first overall, even though every metric says you could take you should take a running back. I think he's going to have one of those ridiculous seasons. Yeah. And I think Kirk Cousins obviously is going to be featuring him. So if you have a Justin Jefferson, I think it, it, you have to elevate Kirk. But I, I don't want to – Bears fans don't care. But, you know, like I do think that Jordan Love's going to play a lot better than a lot of people think. Yeah, he's going to play a lot better. I mean, it's just we saw it already, right? We saw what it's like to have to be groomed by a Hall of Fame quarterback. At the very least, you get some of his nuances and you get to understand his brain and how he thinks. So you can't just assume based off what you've seen that Jordan Loves is going to come out and lay an egg. Can he? Would we love that as Chicago Bears fans? Most certainly. He looked good this uh, preseason. But he looks gonna, like a quarterback. He's still going to be a quarterback. I mean, he was yeah. taking that high for, for a reason. Um, Trey, I'm, I'm a big believer in – the Vikings taking the NFC North. I know a lot of people are high on the Lions, but to your point that you mentioned, you still have Justin Jefferson. You still have, you know, uh, you still have Kirk Cousins, and you have a guy in Jordan Addison that you know played really well last year in college, and he's going to be able to fill that Adam Thielen role well. Um, are you as high on the, the Lions as, as everyone else is? Are I'm not as high on the Lions as everyone else is, but I just here's my problem with Minnesota. I went back and looked at their schedule last year. Guys, they won 11 one-score games. Yeah. 11 one-score games. That's not happening again. No, it's not. And, and, you know, that included the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL when the Colts just absolutely said, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Please take this football game. (laughs) So, look, they have have lost a lot of talent, and they are going to regress to the norm. You don't win 11 one-score games unless you're Patrick Mahomes. Okay? That's just the way it works. So I don't see them pulling off those unbelievable one-score games again. If they win seven one-score games this year, it would be great. Eleven? I just don't see it. And that's why I think they're going to take a step back. Man, they just uh, they just broke the bank on a tight end. I mean, I'd love to see tight ends getting yeah. paid, you know, as a former tight end. But, uh, I mean, I ain't looking no money like that, Gabe. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> he, should, he, he went to the team. He knew what he was worth, and he, he got paid for it as a result. And, you know, I mean, the team's going to be doing well. The NFC North is going to be fun to watch, right? I mean, look at the it's Lions. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. The Lions, they were 5-1 and one in the NFC North last year, right? So they got a lot mm-hmm. of victories there, I mean, out of their nine that they had. So it's just going to be fun because just, just, there's so much uncertainty. And I think that's the cool, yeah. cool thing about it all. We're talking to Trey Wingo here on 670 The Score, Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor. Um, Trey, you, you mentioned earlier in the year – that you know, you, you you love calling live sports. You love calling, yeah. you know that kind of stuff. And I've always I always love answer, asking this question to people. And you, I would love for you to answer it from a from a from a from a play by play or a perspective. What's your favorite playoffs to watch or call? Um, for, and when it comes to a sport, because a lot of people debate this, right? Some people think it's hockey without yeah. question. I think it's baseball. I think you know, and I don't even love baseball the most, but I think it's so intense. I'm curious what what, what yours would be. You know, seeing as though you know, I know I know how much love you have for calling games. Well, look, I, look, football is always my favorite sport, and it'll always be my favorite sport. So I'll, I'll default there. However, I will say that I think there's nothing like playoff hockey. Um, you know, before I got to Saint, before I got to ESPN, I worked in St. Louis for six years, and. You, know, you see those guys go through these games, and they look like a triage unit after every game, and then they got to go play the next night. And, you know, the, the sort of anticipation, especially when you get to overtime playoff hockey, that one goal can make the difference. The hardest thing to win in sports is the Stanley Cup, and I don't, I don't think it's even close um, in terms of the physical and mental toll it takes on you. Um, 
you know, football players are probably tougher and it's more physical, but you got a week. You know, yeah. hey, great! You just spilled your guts. All right, uh, ice time seven thirty tomorrow, and we're having a skate at eleven. Go get them, boys! You so, know, Trey. I actually it's, it's am brutal. Going. Yeah, that's brutal. And there's a guy. There's a guy that wants to take your head off. Who, who you? Yeah. Who you got into a fight with last 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 game? So that one's going to be tough for you. I'm actually calling my first game for the Missouri Valley Football Conference on Saturday. So yeah. give me give me a pointer, man. What do I need to do, I Trey? What's the most important thing for me to do going in there? I'm calling my first game, color commentary, Missouri yeah. Valley football. Is there any tips, pointers you can give me yes. about that game? Yes. Here's the thing I would tell you. No one is looking to you for statistics. No <laughs> one is looking for you for that. They want to know what you see as a player. Yeah. What you notice that other people don't notice because they didn't play. Yeah. Teddy Bruschi, my longtime friend and longtime colleague for many years at ESPN, he said, you know what? If you stop watching the ball during a football game, you'll learn a lot. So I would suggest, because the play-by-play guy, whoever you're with, he's following the ball. Yeah. He's calling that. What you, sh- you, know, you watch the things that no one else is looking for. You, you have the insights of someone who stepped across that line and done it that nobody else can understand. So I would rely on those instincts mm. and those things that are interesting to you yeah. that other people might not find interesting, but that's irrelevant because you're coming at it from a different perspective. I would say look for the things that you notice. Like one of the things I love during a game, I love watching blitz pickups by running back. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. never talked about during a game. game. And so, so many times that is a key to a drive either yeah. stalling or continuing little things like that, which Clay, as a former player, you understand. Those are the things that will really separate and give the, give the viewers insight onto what they're seeing. Awesome, man! I appreciate that, Trey. And um, one more time, uh, let let everybody know where they can where they can help with the Hawaii victims. I really, you know, appreciate what you're doing there. I know me and Gabe are going to help out as soon as we get off air here. But uh, just let everybody know where they can help one more time for the Hawaii victims. Yes, absolutely. MauiUnitedWay.org and HawaiiCommunityFoundation.org. These are local-run uh, charities and local businesses that have banded together to make sure whatever they get goes directly to the people in need without any red tape. So those are by far the best two websites uh, to be in touch with. I love that, man. Trey, Thanks a lot. appreciate you jumping on with us, man. I appreciate the uh, advice and appreciate the work you're doing over there on the island. Yeah, appreciate that advice, Trey. Yeah, man. That means a lot. Trey Wingo hanging out with us uh, right here on 670 The Score. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. I mean, geez, just like royalty. Let's be very honest. Trey, oh, yeah, that's huge, man. Trey Wingo. Cool we got yeah, Trey. He's big time. And just gave you like yeah. some really cool advice. I know. My first color game coming up this weekend, Missouri Valley Conference. So I'm excited glad that about he's, it. I'm yeah. glad that he said that. And yeah. then uh, what would you say is your favorite playoff sports to watch? You know what I'm gonna say? Football. I mean, it's football, bro. Like, like basketball. You have a series. Like, you win basketball. Don't get me wrong. There's been like Bulls, Celtics when D Rose was here with Joe Kim Noah. That series Those was crazy. Great. But playoff football. That's I mean, you win or go home. There's one time the the intensity. I've only played in three playoff games in my entire career. It's hard to get there. Yeah. And when you're there, I mean, the intensity is just ratcheted up. Yeah, but the game could be like. You know, twenty four ten, then it's boring. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's over. Yeah. It's over. With. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady got the ball. It's over. Right? Where baseball, 
the reason I, I, I say baseball, and again, that's not even my favorite sport. My favorite sport is go like basketball. It goes basketball, football, then baseball. Because baseball, it's every pitch. Yeah, you never Like, know. if you're talking about every – if you're talking about football has one game, yeah. baseball has one pitch. Like, every <laughs> single pitch is heightened. And yeah. So, to me, it's like the super intense edge of your seat for every, the whole damn game. <laughs> like, that, it could give you a friggin' heart attack. Hockey is intense, though. I remember watching the Blackhawks in the play, their playoff run, and, like, just, like, the puck never stops trying to get a goal. Like, you know, I'm getting anxiety right now talking about it. All right, uh, we are going to continue our football conversation specifically about the Chicago Bears. There is one player that everyone seems to be talking about, local and nationally. He is the backup for Justin Fields, and we will talk about him after this. It's Clay Harbor. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Do you, you expect Tyson Bajan to be yeah, we're working through that. Again, you know, I talked about Nate coming in. we got to work through that and see what we're comfortable with. It's hard to answer that question right now. We're back with more Gabe Ramirez and Clay Harbor on Sports Radio 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. Going to be talking White Sox baseball at the 7 o'clock hour. Chris Getz being named the new general manager. Of the Chicago White Sox, Jerry Reinsdorf spoke as well. We'll play some audio for you at 7. Then we get a chance to talk to Scott Merkin at 7.20. That's going to be great as well. And Chris Getz will be appearing on the score tomorrow, 8.25. Mark Grody, David Haw, uh, that duo gets a chance to talk to the new GM in his new role. What will he say? Make sure you set your alarm. Set it right now. Harris, set it. Set I just it. set mine. So that way you could be there. Uh, he is Clay Harbor. I am Gabe Ramirez. And now we get a chance to talk about Tyson Bajan. We, mm. we, we were, you know, trying to stop ourselves from talking about what is it? What? What? How many nicknames has this guy got? He's him. He's just him. Just him. <laughs> he's swaggy. He's swaggy. I, I said he's swaggy because he could hoop. Let me ask you a question here. Okay, say the worst scenario happens, <laughs> and Justin Fields has a down year. Not a down year. Same same type of years next year. Could you see a scenario where no. next season? No. Tyson Bajan no. is competing Absolutely. for a starting job for the Chicago Bears. Absolutely. I mean, competing is in this is an open competition. Yeah, they for, come back. Fields sure, they doesn't have a great that. year. They, maybe they draft a guy. They maybe would never say Tyson Bajan. No, no, they, no. they say he's competing for a starting job. No, stop it. The words Tyson Bajan is competing for a starting job will not leave the mouth of Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus next season. What happens not if competing. Justin Fields? What happens if Justin Fields goes down? Okay. Tyson, Tyson Bajant comes in, he leads the Bears to the playoffs. Something happens like that, okay? Then what happens next year? Is there a competition? I'm so, I'm talking hypothetical here. <laughs> that's, but... a, that's a hell of a hypothetical, Clay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he comes in and and he he, he beats uh the, he beats the Eagles in the NFC Championship. I'm not saying playing that. Jalen Hurts and then and then I almost cursed. F it. He he beats Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> And he outplays him and throws a, a fourth quarter, two minute drill touchdown to give us 
the first championship. All this for a guy from Shepherd College <laughs> who played Division Two football last year now, that was undrafted. Now, if he does all of that, he's Hall of Fame. Then there will be an open competition <laughs> for the quarterbacks <laughs> between him and him and, and Justin Fields. Listen, it's a great story. We love seeing it because, and the reason why it's so great is because the Bears do not have a history of second string quarterbacks, at least even looking. Looking decent, right? Like, I'm trying yeah. to think. Chase Daniels was probably, like, the best backup quarterback the Bears have had in quite some time. And even he was suspect, right? So to, Hard worker, though, man. I love Chase course, Daniels. gets paid. Nobody's mad at Chase Daniels getting his money. The pro, the, what I'm trying to say is that the Bears have never had some young quarterback from the fifth round or seventh round that is a stud or is a sleeper or yeah. you know, a diamond in the rough. That doesn't happen here in Chicago. Yeah. This is Bear. This is quarterback hell. No matter who you are, Jay Cutler, Rex Grossman, Mitch Trubisky, Nathan Peterman, it doesn't matter. And now we get Justin Fields, and uh, the expectations are high on him. So we shouldn't be talking about a scenario where Tyson Bajan can come in and take anything from him. But Tyson Bajan, like, what, what do you think about him? What, what, what do you think? Why did, he, why did he pass the eye test for you, Clay? Firstly, it's just the guy's attitude. I had a chance to to talk to Tyson oh, Bajan, nice. and um, you know he's just a confident dude. He's just a dude that you know believes in himself, and that's what you want. And this is a guy that had opportunities to go to, to big time colleges, Big Ten colleges. He stayed at Shepherd. You can you can enter the transfer portal. You can play first game, go in the transfer portal, transfer. It's NFL free agency. It's wild, man. This guy threw more touchdown passes across all NCAA divisions with 159 than any other quarterback in history. This guy's thrown a ton of passes. He's completed until he's had a lot of success. What I liked about him is this guy gets the ball out quick. First day you see him, you go, this guy's not overmatched. And I went down. I was at the Senior Bowl. I was in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. There ain't much down there. I went down there. <laughs> okay. Ryan Poles was down there, too. And we both saw the same thing. Tyson Bajant was a competitor. He's a guy going out there, and he's competing in care that there was a guy from Florida, LSU, Florida State, Alabama, across from him. This kid from Shepard went in playing and competing. I said, that's dope, because that's the way I saw myself coming from Missouri State University, a small college I always pull for those small school guys, and he just never seemed like it was too big for him. The, the, the situation was never too big. He, on a three-step drop, he's three steps and out. On a five-step drop, he's five steps and out. He, Every time. He ain't waiting. He's throwing the ball with confidence. Even when he threw that interception after that Carlson should be touchdown, I mean, he was still out and on time, comes back, and he's still confident. So I really love this kid's confidence. I love how he gets the ball out quick. And he just looks like a quarterback. And he's big and athletic. He's 6'3". Guy had a 10-foot broad jump, 36-inch vertical. He can dunk a 6'9", six, a six, 3-cone drill, 4'7", 40. Like, this guy can move. He's not a statue back there. Like, yeah. people, obviously, we get used to Justin Fields. Like, he's probably in the upper, like, 80th percentile for athleticism for quarterbacks. Like, he's an athletic guy, big, can move, and gets the ball out on time. That's what the Bears saw. That's why he beat out P.J. Walker. That's why they let go of Nathan Peterman and let him let the risk happen of him maybe getting picked up by somebody was because Tyson Bajant was able to do all those things and showed all those things. Yeah, I think confidence is the number one thing. Oh, it's huge. I think that when you can see someone who has – we've seen quarterbacks and what they look like when they have a, a, a surefire control of an offense. And I'm not saying Tyson Bajan is – 
any of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks that I'm about to mention, but I'm trying to tell you about you for you to think when you see an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom, a Peyton Manning, an Eli Manning, who just they understand the offense. Yeah, they know who's going to be where. Yeah. They can see the defense, and they're like, all right. Now, obviously, the reason why they're Hall of Fame quarterbacks is because they were actually able to get the ball in those spaces consistently yeah. to win championships. Bajan hasn't done that. That's why I said there's disconnect there. But in terms of the confidence, yeah. what you see that allows you to say this guy passes the eye test, it is confidence. It is swag. It is the fact that he gets the ball out properly and on time because these are things that we have not seen from quarterbacks that have played for the Chicago Bears. So I think that's why we like it. We like it that he's young. We like it that he's athletic. He got little tattoos on him. You know what I mean? He's very well-spoken. All his press conferences have been great. So, and then he balled out. Balled out. Like, let's just be very clear. He balled out. You saw him and you were like, damn. Especially when it was up against, I mean, listen, P.J. Walker, did he have some untimely drops from wide receivers that made his stat line look worse than it should have? Yes. Yeah, but I'm talking about practices, too. I went up to Indy to the joint practices. Mm-hmm. I go, this is a problem. I go, P.J.'s throwing it to the wrong heat. The, the ball ain't hitting the ground, but it ain't hitting, hitting the hand of the right team. He was throwing Somebody's too many picks. It. I was Somebody's sweating. It, but it's the wrong Look at my team. Twitter, bro. I'm like, P.J. Walker, he can't be your backup quarterback. And luckily, you know, Poles, I think that's something to be said for Poles because you, you hear the story that Poles was one of the only GMs on field at the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl, yeah. He comes out of there. With with Darnell Wright, Tyreek Stevenson, Gervin Dexter, and Tyson Badgett. No stone unturned. That's why I like what Poles is doing. He's going to the senior bowl. He's in the he's in the meeting rooms. You hear the story, he's in the meeting room behind Darnell Wright, watching him take notes. I mean, this guy's taking his job seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hold on, hold on. Let's be very clear. Cause we I I, I love the praise. And of course I have it for him too. And I know we gotta take yeah. a break in a second. I see you, Tyler. But you're not hitting on all of those. Let's be very clear. No. You're not hitting on Avalis Jones. No. Right? You're, you're you're bringing in guys, and so, like, you're not hitting on a Dominique Robinson, right? No. So, you're, you're it's, it, all that to say, like, I, I, I don't, all that to say, I don't want my GM thinking he is, and I'm not saying that Ryan Poles feels this way. I'm just saying what I don't want from a GM. And P.J. Walker was a miss. And P.J. Walker was a miss. You brought him in. I don't want them thinking that, they are going to outsmart everyone and like find a gem and steals every. Because you want to know who else f- fell for that? The Chicago White Sox. Yeah, they thought they could outsmart everybody, sign people, and look at the situation there. And, mm. and it's exactly the team we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Jerry Reinsdorf finally got in front of the, uh, a couple of people and talked to the media. We're going to play some clips from him, Clay. Odd clips, man. Yeah. Odd press conference, in my opinion. So we're going to play some for you so that you can be the judge and. So you can see if it's believable when Jerry Reinsdorf is talking about his fan base and what he wants for them in the upcoming season. <laughs> Jerry Reinsdorf clips from his small press conference right after this. It's Interesting Gabe clips, guys. You're going to want to hear it. Gabe Ramirez, Clay Harbor, 670 to score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.